everybody. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. If you want to know more about us or connect with us as a church, then please go to our church website and we'd love to get to know you some more. But here's today's message. We hope it blesses you, encourages you and inspires you. Well, I love having unexpected surprises. This week I had an unexpected surprise because you may have noticed I've got a bandage on my finger. Um, I came up on the wrong side of a knife um, at home this week and had to go to A&E to get it bandaged and to get it dressed. Um, But I had a pleasant surprise because as I walked into A&E, 10 minutes later I walked out of A&E with a fully bandaged finger ready to go home. It was by far and away my quickest ever journey to A&E. Recently, I also received an unexpected surprise. Over the last few months, we have been trying to raise some funds as a church to continue the work that we are doing out in the community, trying to take the message of hope and life out into the people who live near us as a church community. And uh, about four or five months ago, I submitted an application for a grant in the hope that we might be able to get some support from them to continue the work that we are uh, seeking to do um, around us. I filled out the application form. I explained how we met all the different criteria, and I submitted it to the funders for their consideration. As the days and the weeks and as the months rumbled on, I assumed that we hadn't heard anything. I assumed we hadn't been successful in the application. All had gone quiet. I certainly wasn't holding out any hope for any money that we might be able to uh, to receive. However, three weeks ago, I turned on my computer one Monday morning and was greeted to an email saying that we had been successful in our application, but not only had we been successful, um, a very generous check was coming in the post to support the work that we are doing as a church together. This was the last thing that I expected, but I I had all but forgotten about the application that was submitted. But God had blessed us as a church. He'd shown his generosity and his favor towards us. Luke starts his gospel not with the start of Jesus' ministry or with Jesus' birth as many as the other gospels do. Instead, Luke takes the opportunity to look beyond the immediate and to see the way that God had revealed himself amongst his people. We get an introduction to Jesus, so to speak. And this is a significant thing that we need to be aware of. Instead of starting with Jesus' birth, Luke looks back to how after 400 years, God's apparent silence of not speaking to his people, of no uh, big messages coming to his people, um, after 400 years of God's apparent silence, he once again starts to reveal himself and implement his plan for his people once again. Just because I hadn't heard from the grant that we had applied for didn't mean that God was not still at work. Just because God had been silent apparently for 400 years did not mean that God had finished 
with his people. Some of us who are listening to this message today may be feeling like God is in this moment somehow distant or quiet. You're longing to hear more from God, but it just seems like God's gone silent on you. Maybe over this last year, over these last few months, you've been praying faithfully and calling out to God, but you've not heard a response yet. All has gone quiet. This morning, please know that no matter how quiet God may seem, he is still at work. He has a plan. He cares for you. He still wants to reveal himself in your life today. God breaks through the silence. And as he does so, he brings joy and hope and blessing into our lives. Today we've heard of the way that God broke through into the lives of Zechariah and Elizabeth. There was nothing particularly special about Zechariah and Elizabeth. They were just ordinary people devoted to serving their God. But in their ordinariness, God broke through the silence and revealed his plan, not only for them, but for every person in our world today. So today, we're going to take a few moments to look at how we can respond to the God who breaks through into our lives and how, as we encounter him, we can place our trust and believe in what he reveals to us. The first thing that I want to highlight from this passage is that whether God seems near or far from us, we can continue to acknowledge our desires before him. We can continue to share our heart with him. As God breaks his silence and as he starts to reveal himself to his people again, God sends an angel to Zechariah in the temple as he's going about his everyday life. Zechariah and Elizabeth had been unable to have any children and they were both getting on in age. This would have been a sad position for anyone to find themselves in. Even today in our world, this is a sad situation that many couples face who would dearly love to have children but have been unable to do so. However, for Zechariah and Elizabeth, this was an even more painful situation. At that time, infertility was considered to be a terrible situation to be facing. And often this was seen not only as something that wasn't very pleasant for them as a couple, but as a mark of disgrace and even of judgment by God that they had done something wrong to be unable to have children. Zechariah and Elizabeth were just ordinary people. They were godly, devoted people. And they had a deep desire to be able to have children of their own. And yet instead, they were living under a cloud of judgment. And yet as the angel comes and appears to Zechariah as he's serving in the temple, God's messenger announces to him 
Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. After 400 years of silence, after decades of Zechariah and Elizabeth carrying the judgment and the pain of their infertility, God breaks through. And as he does so, he declares that their prayer has been heard. I don't know this morning what desires you have on your heart today. But whatever they are, no matter how hopeless and painful they may seem, please can I encourage you to still bring your desires before God today. It may seem like God is silent. You may not receive an answer immediately to your prayers. You may not even receive the answer to your prayers that you long to hear. God doesn't just press yes to everything that we share with him. But please know this today. As you share the desires of your heart, God hears your prayer. As he hears your prayer, God understands how you feel. He understands why you feel as you do. And as God is able to do, as you share your prayers and your desire with God, God is able to do the unimaginable as he reveals himself in your life. Even if your prayers are not answered immediately, you can always be confident today that your prayer has been heard by God. This Christmas will be a Christmas like no other. But regardless of how different this Christmas might be, we can know that God longs to continue to draw near to us. And God draws near, as God draws near to us, we can be confident that he has heard our prayer. So this Christmas, may we continue to share our hearts with God. In all that we are facing, may we know that we don't have to carry life's struggles on our own. God wants to draw near to us. He wants to draw near to you this morning. In the midst of all that we are facing in this moment, God wants to be present in and through it all with you. So may we open our hearts to him and acknowledge our desires and the desires of our heart before him again. Not only can we share our hearts with God, but he comes and he, as he reveals himself to us, we can believe in his plan. Notice how the angel didn't just say to Zechariah, you want a baby? Well, okay, you'll have to wait nine months, but your wish has been granted. Off you go on your way. Instead, the angel brings Zechariah into God's bigger plan. He grants his wish, but he includes it within his will and his purposes and reveals that he, this child that is to be born is going to have a significant part to play within the plan that God has for this world. 
Not only will God bless Zechariah and Elizabeth with a son, but this son will have the privilege of being, of, of being a key part of God's wider plan. Not only will he be a source of joy and hope and restoration for God's people, but he is the one who will go before the Lord, the one who will go before God's own son as he prepares away for him. I would have loved to have seen Zechariah's face as the angel revealed this plan to him. I can only imagine that his chin must have dropped and hit the floor as the angel revealed God's plan for this little child that was going to be born to him. All Zechariah did was ask for a child And now there's this great, big, huge plan of what this child's going to do. These plans seem to have escalated quite dramatically from what Zechariah thought that he was getting himself into. All he did was share a simple, heartfelt desire and prayer. But God's plan took over. And today I want to focus on Zechariah's response to the plan that the angel revealed to him. In many ways, Zechariah's response was a perfectly reasonable response. I'm sure many of us could find ourselves asking the same questions if an an angel were to appear to us today. How could Zechariah be sure that what the angel was saying was believable, yet alone possible? But then again, this was an angel one of God's own messengers had been sent to come and speak to Zechariah, not only to fulfill a promise, but also to reveal how he would play a part in God's greater plan. It may not be announced by angels coming to us in unexpected moments in our lives, It may not seem significant as fathering a child who's going to prepare the way for the Lord to come and enter into our world. But God does have a plan for our world and he's invited us to be a part of that plan and to play our part within it. The traits of God's plan have not changed from that which he revealed to Zechariah. God's plan is still full of hope and joy and restoration. And his plan has already been brought into action through Jesus. But Jesus has called us to carry on his mission, to believe and remain faithful to the plan that he came to reveal. More hope and more joy and more restoration that can all be found in and through him and through our God. The question today is not only will we play our part, not only will we listen to God's plan, but will we believe in him? Will we trust in him? Will we put our faith in him and trust that he is able to do more than we could ever dream or imagine as we look to see his kingdom, his glory revealed? throughout our world. God has a plan. He invites us to be a part of his plan. 
this Advent time, as we prepare to celebrate Christmas together, may we again put our trust in God. May we believe in him, that we might see and encounter the fullness of his glory revealed amongst us over these upcoming weeks and throughout the rest of our lives. As God draws near and as he reveals himself to us, may we celebrate God's favor as, he encounter, as we encounter his goodness and his blessing in our lives. I love how at the end of this passage, Elizabeth responds as she declares to all that is happening to her in verse 25, the Lord has done this for me, she says. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Firstly, Elizabeth recognizes that this is what God has done. And she gives all the praise and all the glory and all the credit to God. As we encounter God's goodness and God's blessings in our lives, we can be so easily tempted to take the credit for them for ourselves. As we take the credit, we, too, we can fool ourselves into thinking that this is something that we have the unique ability to do that we were particularly wise, that we were particularly capable to be able to do this thing that we have done, that we were able to orchestrate this by our own gifting, by our own wisdom. Let's never lose sight of the fact that all of our gifts that, and all of our blessings come from God. May we never take, seek to take the credit for ourselves, but instead let's be like uh, Elizabeth and give all the glory and all the praise back to God for the blessings of God that we are able to experience. But not only does Elizabeth give her praise back to God, she also shares her testimony. She, shares, she testifies that God found her in her disgrace and instead he blessed her with his favor. God found Mary in her disgrace, and he blessed her with favor. This is ultimately going to become a constant theme throughout the rest of Luke's gospel as the, and throughout the entirety of Jesus' ministry. Jesus came into our world to bring favor, to bring hope, to bring life, and to bring joy to each and every one of us that through him we might know and encounter the love of God and be restored to be the people that he created us to be. But Jesus came to show his favor by finding us in our disgrace. Jesus came to us when we were lost. He came to us when we were hopeless when we were found in despair and in pain, Jesus came to bring favor into the brokenness and the sinfulness of our lives. I know that I am not deserving of the favor of our God. Not one of us is worthy of the favor of our God this morning in our, on our own. 
Not one of us is perfect. Not one of us has lived the ideal life. We all have our faults. We all have our issues. We all have our hurts. But this is the wonderful message of Jesus, that he came into the darkness. He came down into our despair, and he brought about transformation to our lives and to the entirety of our world that we might once again see and know the favor of our God. So this Advent season, may we once again prepare to welcome Jesus into our lives. May we share with him the desires of our hearts. May we place our trust in him. But above all, may we celebrate his favor that he has shown to us that he stepped down into our despair, that we might have favor, that we might have hope. This Christmas, regardless of what tier we're in, regardless of how socially distanced we might feel, we can know that God doesn't understand the term social distancing. For in Jesus, God drew near to us. He may seem quiet, but he still hears our prayers. He may seem distant in our hurt and our despair, but he has a plan, a plan that we can all believe in, a plan where we can know the unique and wonderful blessing of the favor of our God. Let's pray together. Father God, as we pause we lift up our hearts to you. We give you the desires of our hearts. And Lord, we know that you hear our prayers. Lord God, this morning, may we once again put our trust in you. May we see the goodness of your plan, your plan to bring joy and hope and restoration to our lives. And Lord, no matter how big, no matter how audacious, no matter how daunting that plan may be, Lord, we once again put our trust in you this morning. Lord, we thank you for your grace, that you found us in our disgrace, and you blessed us with favor. Lord, we worship you. We have so many reasons to praise you today. Lord, may we never seek to lose the wonder of your grace in our lives. May we never, and may we continue to know more and more of the blessings and the favor of your, of your glory revealed in and through us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.